Boom. Hi, everypony, and welcome to Macintosh and Mod, the podcast from two married adults who love this show in spite of their children. Hey, everybody, welcome to Macintosh and Mod. This week, there is no episode because we had our finale. We did. And so, of course, that means it's time for a winter wrap-up. How you feeling? Feel we, good. We got through 26 episodes of season four. We did. There were a lot. It was a little weird after our 13 for season three. but And, and we powered through that, that second and third season. This one was a little different. We just we just ran through those. This, this season, we started so long ago. It's really weird to be talking about it now as we're, as we're prepping for season five. Also knowing that season nine is going to start relatively soon and then that's going to be the end of the show. Unless some last minute thing happens. This is the best season that we've watched. There's very, and I, I mean, I guess this kind of gets into the things we loved about the season. There's very little straight up filler. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a little. There always is. But there, it's just so good. And I, I loved it. Like, I really liked the whole last season. If there's ever a season, I would tell people, watch this and you'll understand why this show is so good. That's season three. That's true. Like if they're if they're on a time crunch, it's season three. But this is a very cohesive season from top to bottom. Yeah. Like there is an overarching problem in each episode. It's very uh, serialized, which doesn't always happen in children's television. Well, we will we will dive into all of those positive things, but up top, we have to talk about our favorite moments. For each of our main six and Spike. Which is kind of hard for this season because each one got such a pointed moment that is so big that for me, I think most of them align with that, with those moments. So. Ah, but I was contrarian and found okay. much different moments there's, that I thought were way more important. Well, there there are some, there's like one in particular that I'm going to say is different. So, mm, okay. We are going to start off with the centerpiece of this whole season, mm-hmm. the Princess of Friendship. Twilight Sparkle. You think she's the center of the season? Because I do not think that at all. I think everybody's sort of the center of the season, but the overarching story of the season mm-hmm. does eventually gravitate back to Twilight. It starts with her becoming a princess, mm-hmm. and it ends with her gaining a castle. But there are very few episodes that are about her specifically. True, but she is still gathering all of no, this information I, about friendship. But here's the thing. She's not gathering it. All the friends are now writing in the journal instead of sending their dear Princess Celestia letters. That's true. And that's what makes this a stronger season is that it's about the main six mm-hmm. more than it's just about Twilight herself. Yes. So I guess more appropriately, she is the focus of the bookends of this season. Mm-hmm. Our premiere, our finale... Our big, huge moments are all about her. True. So, what was your favorite Twilight moment this season? Well, it's easy to go with the finale. Yes. But the one that keeps sticking out to me is the Equestria Games. Really? With Spike. Hmm. Because she did something bad. But I also love that she immediately owned up to it and like realized, like, I, I should not have done that because it's not good for Spike. Nope. Uh, so I, I like that. I like that they showed that in the show. But I also, you know, I, it's it's hard to beat giving up the thing you love the most for the people that you love the most. Like, it's hard to beat that. 
It's, it's, it's just a finale. It's such a huge thing. Yep. I will give up all of the magic in the universe just to save my friends. Yeah. It's well. It's hard to beat that. I went off the board here. Testing, testing, one, two, three. I do really like testing, testing. This is a glimpse of teacher Twilight. Mm-hmm. This is Twilight moving past homework testing, eager to please Twilight, mm-hmm. and into leader Twilight. And we're seeing this first little taste of that before we even know what's going to come. You know, I I know just from reading things that we're going to have friendship school in season eight and nine, but we haven't even gotten there yet. And yeah. yet we're seeing her sitting down with Rainbow Dash being like, I'm going to teach you this yeah. or figure out some way to teach you. Great. It's a great moment. Next up, Rainbow Dash. But It's Rainbow Falls. Uh-huh. It's too perfect. That's when she gets her her token, but that's where you have like the biggest conflict that Rainbow could possibly have. And they gave her this conflict that's not even like, oh, these are two things I really want. It's like, no. This is the most important thing to her that she's ever could have wanted is to fly with the Wonderbolts at the Equestria Games. Like that is the biggest thing. That is her lifelong dream. And she gives it up to do the right thing and fly with her friends in her hometown. It's not winning if she's not doing it with her friends. Well, and also, I love the fact even that when she's making the wrong decision, Mm -hmm. she still won't go fly with the Wonderbolts. Like she won't throw her friends under the bus because directly because she can't even do that. That loyalty is still there. Yes. And that's really cool, even though she's making the absolute wrong choice at that point. I went with Daring Don't. Oh, Daring Don't's great. And I went with Daring Don't because of Fangirl Dash. Okay. It's just, I think a lot of these are, my favorites, are not so much pivotal character moments mm-hmm. as interesting character decisions for these people oh i'm all for that um i i've done that a lot in previous seasons i think this one was just such it was such a first season where we had this very clear structure from the top to the bottom yeah those moments are just too big for me to ignore to not say like oh that's my favorite moment for them like it may be like the pivotal one we're supposed to pay attention to but that's what it is for me the fun part about daring don't is watching rainbow dash not be I'm so awesome, but just melting in front of her idol. And then having to pick it up and be like, okay, well, you don't want my help, but you're going to get it anyway, because we're in deep, deep shit here. Yeah, pretty much. Next up is Applejack. Applejack. I do like her uh, some pony to watch over me, I think. I I almost went with that. I mean, her... Her leap of faith is great, but some pony to watch over me, which we actually got to we got to record that one with our daughter. It's a that's a big one, and that one's hard to learn, and it's also really sweet. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch her and Apple Bloom both figuring that whole thing out together. Well, because there's also this whole thing of that they're very much alike. Yes, <laughs> and and that can actually make things worse. Mm-hmm. Like I have two younger sisters. One of them, we are very similar. And another one, we are not as similar. And it's been interesting over the years, the times where we, the one you think I would butt heads with, I'm a little bit like it's a lot more easygoing. And it's just funny, uh, those dynamics. And I just, I, I think it's sweet, like how overprotective she was of Apple Bloom, but then also realizing like, I need to let you grow up. Mm-hmm. I got to remember that. Well, it's so adorable. There was only really one moment I could go with, though. Uh-huh. And it was truly a moment. A moment. Philly Vanilli. 
Oh, yeah. Big Mac, you got some splaining to do. Yeah, that's, that's a great scene. It's just so perfect and indicative of her relationship with Mac. I think it, I, I honestly believe that it's not so much Applejack, it's that it's a Big Mac scene. It, it's partly that. Yeah, there's that. But it's also just uh, the fact that she knows every single detail without even having seen any of it. Yeah. And just pins him to the wall. It's just so perfect in how she interrogates him, jumps out and is like, well, for cord sakes. Yeah. Okay, now this one feels tough to me. Mm-hmm. Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie is so hard because I have three. Mm. I like, okay, there's the big, the big episode. The big moment with Pinkie Pride and Cheese Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Any moment from that episode could be an amazing epi- moment for Pinkie Pie. Dale, dale, dale. Like, <laughs> like oh, that whole episode yeah. from top to bottom is amazing. We got to record that one with our friend James from Unabashedly Obsessed and Blink and You'll Miss It and Kids on Bikes. And it's so much fun to talk Pinkie Pie with him. Hi, James. Yeah, James is Pinkie Pie. <laughs> there, so there's that. There's the Philly Vanilli moment. Where she wins the turkey call. God, she wins the turkey call and all of her totally freaking Fluttershy out that episode as well. Yeah, it's like, oh, because it's the worst thing that could ever happen to you? Yeah. And then just, but like shoving in her face, huh? Huh? Like, she does that a lot this season, but it's great. She's very weirdly aggressive. She's very, uh, almost meta in a way this season, and I love it. Yeah. It's great. But then there's also Mod Pie. There's that whole episode. Now, granted, yes, there is the, it's, it's my episode. Hey, it's the it's same it's thing true. for me with um, Big Macintosh. Just how much she loves her sister. Like, it's very sweet. And like, I can't wait till we get to the, one of the other episodes between Pinky and Maude. Again, showing how much they love each other. I think, again, I have to go with Pivotal Moment. She, you know, she gives up the title of the party planner because the most important thing to her is that her friends have fun. That's where she gets her joy. It's her friend having fun. Who cares whose name it is? Yeah. I want my friend to have a good party. Yeah. And that's good. And then also like the added bonus of that episode is that we find out that cheese sandwich would not be cheese sandwich if it hadn't been for Pinkie Pie. Yep. So like, it's so happy. Love it. Honorable mention must go to Pinkie rapping in testing, testing, one, two, three. That's a good one. Oh, God. That's, that's... I, I will grant honorable mention to that. The Wonderbolts. Yeah. The Wonderbolts. Yeah. <laughs> I went with Pinky Apple Pie. Oh. I, I went between, I was like, okay, it's Pinky Apple Pie or Pinky Pride. Uh-huh. And okay. to me, Pinky Pride is great. It is. And it is transformative. But Pinky Apple Pie feels so much more Pinky Pie. Because this whole time, it's an Apple Family episode. Uh-huh. And they're all bickering and fighting. Damn. But Everything from Pinkie Pie in there uh-huh. is so pinky from the talking to Big Mac and explaining how deep he is. That's that's the best moment. To Granny explaining the, the bats and, and the different things and Pinky just looking at the camera directly going, who knew? Who knew? To making duck face selfies while falling off a waterfall. Mm-hmm. Like, and just pure joy Pinkie mm-hmm. Pie throughout the whole episode. Yes. I think that one for me, it just edged out Pinky Pride. Okay. They're both perfect choices. Mm-hmm. But I just, that was the one for me. Next up, Fluttershy. Philly Vanilli. She uh, says no. Yeah. She says no. She sets a boundary. And then she she gets out of her comfort zone and she she grows. 
And then she says no again. Ah, that's Fluttershy. That's like Breezy's is a great episode. Actually, it's a crap episode that a lot of people hate that we had a lot of fun doing because the voices are fun. I actually like the Breezy's episode I, a lot. I Having watched it in context of the season, it is, is not as bad as people feel it is. I understand why people hate it. But it's Philly Vanilli. That's that's the growth episode for her, and I love it. I went with a singular moment, which is Flutter Hulk. Oh, Flutter Hulk from Power Ponies. Flutter Hulk from Power Ponies. The whole episode, <laughs> her just, just being like, I'm just going to hide over here behind the thing. Bye. Yeah. We need you. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. And I'm then good. one of her friends gets hurt. That is great. And then after they're like, Fluttershy, huh? mm. drop. <laughs> <laughs> Still Fluttershy, just roided out like crazy. Mm. Yeah, I I didn't want to go for the obvious pick. There's so many good moments for her this entire season. Between the throwing shade she's stuff, just, there's the return of Flutter Guy, obviously. She has become my favorite. And I could I could have cared less about her when we first started the show. When we first started watching, I was like, I don't care about Fluttershy. But as we've been doing this show, and especially when we started like doing the voices, I was like, Fluttershy is throwing shade at everybody. Her internal monologue is, "You guys are such fucking assholes." <laughs> and I, I that to me, thinking about that every time she does any line just makes me go, "Oh, she's amazing." This is the best. Should we go ahead and say who our favorite of the main six is this season? It's Fluttershy. It's Fluttershy. It's, Flut- it's Fluttershy, hands down. Yeah. She has just the most interesting arc and the most interesting subtext and moments out of anybody. Also, Flutterbat. Flutterbat. Is pretty, that's is a cool episode. Adorable. Also, the whole fun thing about that is that the whole time she's trying to tell the other main six, hey, no, you're wrong. Like, let's yeah. do this other thing. And yeah. keeps trying to convince them. And then eventually it just takes her turning into a vampire bat to convince them that maybe they should stop this shit. Yeah, maybe you should leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Rarity. Well, she ended this season at a number six. That's her rarity rating. She made it to a six at the end of season four. That's not bad. No, I think she ended last season at a Five. I think we got a net one point because we yeah. had some wild we, roller coasters. We had to go back and forth. But she she had gains at Philly Vanilli and her r- rarity takes Manhattan. Manhattan. Actually, no, she gained some at Power Ponies too. She actually did pretty good, but then she had simple ways screwed her over a little bit because she was horrible. Yeah. My favorite moment for her, well, as funny as simple ways is, mm-hmm. for whom the Sweetie Belle tolls. Oh, Yeah. You know, for as obnoxious as she is, she'll again, it goes back to, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do for my sister. It's a perfect episode to show how much she's grown from the first part of this. Yes. And then to tie back to, it's like, no, she's always been this generous. True. Well, it showcases that, but it also, again, I like it highlights, it can be difficult to have a relationship with somebody who is so known for something. Yeah. And that can outshine you being good at something. Mm-hmm. Like, you have your talent and you're awesome at it, but maybe it's not as visible as Rarity's thing. So Sweetie Belle just feels like I can never get out past my sister's shadow. And that's not Rarity's fault. 
but it's also a valid feeling. So I love all that. So yeah, that's that's my rarity moment. Plus, Sweetie Belle's so adorable in that episode. <gasps> She's so obnoxious, lovely. Again, that was another one of our guest episodes. Our guests got some amazing episodes this season. They did. And some of that was just happenstance. Like I tried to place people appropriately, but yeah, we had Whitney for that. Love the Nelson sisters from Historical Hotties. They're the best. And it was a perfect episode for Whitney to be on. Absolutely. So hopefully next season we can get both the Nelson sisters on an episode. Well, my my moment was sample wise. Yeah. Country rarity is too much fucking fun that, in that episode. The really fun part, a little behind the scenes of doing that episode was that that whole episode was David talking to himself. Uh-huh. Because David does both of our silly voices for Applejack and Rarity, yep. which is an entire episode. And then you add into it that you've got David trying to do Rarity as country, and he's just like, I, my mouth hurts. It breaks your brain. <laughs> How do I do this? Tabitha St. Germain deserves all the accolades in the universe for somehow figuring out that accent and mm-hmm. where to stress stuff. So do the directors for knowing exactly how to get that performance right. Yeah, it was great. And, of course, I love being covered in mud. <laughs> that one took a lot to get. <laughs> it, it, was, it was hard. It, it was hard. It's rolling on the floor laughing it, it when she was does that. Com- it was comparable. I was almost as bad trying to do mod. I know. Because I had to hold my face down because I just <laughs> wanted to laugh so much doing Maude's voice. Bless you, Ingrid Nelson. It's, you're amazing. <laughs> With Rarity this season, she had a lot of, like, she had a lot of points. Like, the reason she didn't go down was because she had episodes where she was not the main focus, but that she did good stuff. Yep. Like, she got points for Philly Vanilli because she was trying to protect Fluttershy. The entire time. Like, she knew it was happening, but... You know, she didn't want to call out her friend. Like, it was good. Like, it was stuff like that. Power ponies. Like, she did great. Like, I mean. As we pointed out, she's like, she's the only one of them who figures out her powers and gets her shit together. That's a power construct. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was great. So, I mean, you know, she had a good season. Yeah, she really did. I will admit to that. (laughs) Four more points. No. I don't know. We still don't know what happens at four points. If you would like to suggest something. What what we're gonna do? I'm not getting a rarity tattoo. Like no. that's just off the table. No, but ten ten rarity points. We're gonna have to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Finally, Spike the Dragon. Power ponies. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Like, and I know I'm I'm having like episodes as opposed to specific moments. No, but, like, that's fine. That's one. Of, like Spike didn't have too many episodes, which was great. Love it. But he found his place in the group he realizes like i am important yeah even if i if like again it's similar to the sweetie bell thing with rarity it's just like okay my thing may not be as obvious as other people's thing but i am important and valuable and all of my friends know that and say that and i need to remember that that's true I went with Equestria Games. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, it was one of those. It was going to come from one of those, really. I think Actually, for... I, I, okay, I may have to take that back. I may, I may have to take my moment back because I remember the moment that I also really, truly love. Which is? Simple Ways, when Rarity is crying over Trenderhoof. Doesn't he know I'm alive? And Spike just looks at the camera and goes, seriously? Like, <laughs> what am I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's... I mean, it's still power ponies, but I forgot about that moment. For me, 
Equestria games, not only because we see, oh, Spike's a big fucking deal now, mm-hmm. but then Spike has to deal with that mm-hmm. and tries to lean in, but it doesn't work very well. No. And he has to figure out where is where is your confidence going to come from, Spike? Is it going to come from accolades or is it going to come from knowing that you are important? Yeah. And, you know, the big giant statues of Spike and that anthem, him singing that horrible horrible <laughs> rendition I wish of the this anthem. was over right now no. right <laughs> now. now i wish it were over right it's, now it's, it's the right. most awkward moment ever it is quite good i'm i'm a fan so top three things you hated about this season i don't really have anything i hated about this season boy i sure do i do i've got some things i just hate okay well we'll see if i agree i hate how good this season was oh you're doing a switch. I hate how much this season made me have emotions. Yeah, we had a lot of feelings this season. Rude. And I hate that they even made the Cutie Mark Crusaders good this season. Actually, I'm really happy about that. No, because I know. <laughs> they're fucking obnoxious. <laughs> and this season they weren't. Because, as you pointed out, every CMC episode focused on one of the Crusaders with the other two as background foil. They, they, they tethered it to a main pony. Because we have the ones where they're the one where they're tr- trying out for the Equestria Games. True. Be, well, that's all about them. But they tethered it directly to Rainbow Dash, which and, is also another one of my favorite moments. And Rainbow Scootaloo. Professionalism Dash. <laughs> and Scootaloo. And Scootaloo. Like she was, extent. she was the focus of that. They for te- whom the Sweetie Belle tolls is Sweetie Belle. Yeah. And uh, some, some pony, pony to watch, watch over me. me. So they assign one of the Crusaders as the central figure True. and have the other two act as comic relief and foils in that orbit. That's just part of their group. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's great. So basically what we're saying is we have no complaints about this season. I racked my brain and could not think of anything. I mean, we had a good villain. T-Rex we hadn't heard of before, but we had heard of Cerberus and Tartarus. Yep. We had heard of all those places. They called, pulled back from like season two with all that stuff, which was great. And they used Discord very effectively. Yeah, Discord becomes no longer a villain and more of just our agent of chaos yes and then we also you know we have those tie-ins that we know that he stayed in contact and he's friends with fluttershy and i like that you know oh he's being used for good but then he's naughty but he comes around well let's lead that into one of my reasons one of my things i absolutely loved about this season. okay all of the new stories and the characters the new lore that we get yes. around some of these characters including t-rex mm-hmm. including the elements of harmony the uh, you Tree know, of Harmony. The Pony Days celebration. The Castle of the Two Sisters. Like half of these episodes have some kind of past lore mm-hmm. element involved in them oh, somewhere. They expanded what we know about Equestria. Absolutely. So we got a little bit of that last season with the 13 episodes with the writing of the finishing the spell with Star Swirl the Bearded, which they call to him a lot this season. So much. Which is great. But yeah, we get a lot more lore and it is really enjoyable. I fa- I like that we got more of Celestia and Luna. Oh, yes. And Luna shows up as a central character now involved well, in dreams she, and helping yeah. other ponies. Yeah. She was great and from the Sweetie Belle Tolls and Sleepless in Ponyville. Yep. Uh, she was very integral in that, and that was great. And they used her very effectively. We we cemented Luna's role as a as a prominent princess in this yes. in this group, and that's important. Correct. But also, cheese sandwich. I love cheese sandwich. Mod pie. 
Hello. It's like the namesake for our entire podcast network. And to a little bit of a lesser extent, Daring Do. We get the actual we do get Daring, Daring Do. do. Um, again, we know that these characters come back later in the series. They are fan favorites. That's one other fun thing that they've done now is not only expanding the lore, but also expanding the secondary characters mm-hmm. who are going to play more prominent lo- roles later on. And then, like we said, T-Rex and Discord, who yeah. are going to also be big figures that, mm-hmm. that hang over. I love how connected all the stories are. I really can feel the, okay, this is where we're starting. This is where we're ending. These are the, like, I can see the storyboard in the writer's room. I can feel it and I like it. That's a good thing. I don't always like being able to feel the architecture of a season of television. And especially when you have 26 episodes, that's a lot. That is a lot to get through. I know this is a 30 minute animated show, technically 22 minutes, but that's still a lot. And so for it to feel so cohesive and to watch them all back to back and not feel like it's all fluff, which we have felt in like in season two, there's a lot of filler. Yep. Even season three. For 13 episodes, there's a lot of filler. That was one of our big complaints. This one, not not so. Not no, so. No, one, uh, one of the things I put there is with that overarchingness, mm-hmm. consistency. Yes, consistency and growth of characters. I love it when we get characters who are true to themselves, but grow organically. Well, and that's why I like, you know... The moments that I've picked are also episodes Mm -hmm. that they are standalone episodes Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily have to tether to the main storyline. Testing, testing, one, two, three is its own separate thing. Yes. But it's still incredibly good. It furthers the story. And it it really gives Rainbow Dash some new color to her character. Uh, To her character, her abilities, and not just Rainbow Dash, but Twilight as well. Yeah. And that's important and it's great. I also had balance. We have a yeah. perfect we balance. We have very good balance. A lot of times, I think season one, we may have had this where we had, it was like, well, we're real heavy on lore at this mm-hmm. point. Then we go straight through just random character mm-hmm. stuff. And then we're back to the main storyline. We're like, this is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Season three was very much like this. We're yes. like, where, What's how happening? did you order these? Yes. This season, everything is ordered exactly the right way to keep the story moving, to put the button episodes where we want them, and then to go to the next episode and build on the lore. Mm-hmm. Although it is pretty damn funny that we go to the Equestria Games and then we go back to the Crystal Empire the next episode to see the statue. But well, at least they make a joke about it. They do, they do which is fun. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, we talked about our favorite of the main six already. Yep. So the next thing we have to do is we have to say what our favorite episode of this season is. Oh, man. So I can give you my like top five. Give me your top three. My top three? I want top three. Well, I'm going to start with an honorable mention. Okay, I'll allow it. And that is, it ain't easy being breezies. Okay. Part of it's the surprise factor <laughs> of being kind of like, well, I remember this episode, but I don't remember, I didn't have bad feelings. I just didn't remember it being like a standout mm-hmm. for me. And then I watched it. I loved the breezies. Mm-hmm. The accents are adorable because once yes. you get the Swedish thing, it's so Once you start so doing it, it's just fun. Sanka. Yeah. But also just the interaction with Fluttershy, her being trying to be nice, but not being able to keep up with it. And then just this angry little spitfire fairy <laughs> who is so pissy the entire yeah, time. Yeah, that's very fun. I gave it an honorable mention. And I knocked out some pretty good episodes here for that one. So my next one. Oh, this one's tough. I don't, I, ugh, I feel like I'm going to make a wrong decision on this. I'm going to say it's Twilight's Kingdom. 
it's the finale. And I'll allow you to say both of those are one episode. Well, it's it all it's one story. Together. It's got to be. I mean, it's great. It's the best finale we've watched up to this point. It's mm, season three's finale. It, it it's comparable. It's on par with season three. Season three is amazing. It's yeah. so story changing. You know, I I think season three edges it just slightly because they do so much in a more limited amount of time, mm-hmm. and in this one. They still pack a ton of yeah. stuff in, but it is a two-parter. Yes. So I think it maybe slightly gets the edge. The The need for Twilight to understand this very profound issue is there. So my number one is Pinky Apple Pie. It's so cute. It's it so very, much fun. It is very fun. All the jokes, the random duck flying through. Duck flying is great. So you're saying. <laughs> so you're saying. Oh, moments, maybe. Pig Macintosh being deep. That's deep. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, no, I love the concept that Big Mac is actually talking all the time. We just don't see it. Uh-huh. That is now my headcanon, that whatever, whenever we see him, it's just his one response, because that's all he needs to provide. But when we're not there, he is he never shuts up, which reminds me a lot of my dad. My, mm. my dad comes off as a very quiet guy. Once you get him talking, he will not shut up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. All right, give me your top three. Oh, God. I wasn't prepared for three. Castlemania. Ooh. freaking love that one. So Scooby-Doo. It's very Scooby-Doo, but in the most fun way. We get lots of Fluttershy shade. Lots of Fluttershy. Lots of rarity shade. And that was a fun one to talk about with Jen and Micah. Jen and Micah. I never saw that. Not to mention, we had a very specific name for our rando pony. We did. Jerry the Beekeeper Mailman. Right? I know. It's so great. I mean, that could not be more amazing. That... That was shocking in the best way. Maybe uh, the best moment for our show this season. <laughs> um, yes, we're going to have to have them back next season. And I think I'm going to try to convince them to let me have their kids on our show, too. <laughs> because their kids really love my little pony, too. So hi, Jen and Micah. <laughs> I'm going to go after children. Probably Pinky Pride because of Weird Al. And Pinky Pride. I, I mean, it's Pinky Pride, but... The fact that it's also Weird Al just warms my dark black heart thing so much. <laughs> I grew up with Weird Al. David will ask, like, I don't know who wrote songs because when I hear the songs, I can only hear in my head the Weird Al parody. So, like, for example, David asked me, who wrote Another One Bites the Dust? Is it Weird Al? Because in my head, it's not Queen. It's Another One Rides the Bus by Weird Al Yankovic. So that being the character and just all of the punny goodness of him, I just, I adore that episode. I really do. That's a good one. What's your top pick? I feel like it's Mod Pie <laughs> because I've waited 83 episodes to get to it <laughs> to my favorite character in the whole show. And it was totally worth it still. It was amazing. I'm so happy that Mod Pie exists in the world. Just like I'm so happy that Daria Morgendorfer exists in the world. <laughs> like to a degree that is a little embarrassing, but not really. It's so good. So good. It makes me feel so good about life. <laughs> and I know that's so bizarre, but it just does. And I, I just love the the dichotomy between Pinkie Pie and Maud. I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't tend to show my emotions as much as my sister. Cartwheel in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite memes. I use it all the time. 
Because I am Mod Pie, but I have a lot of Pinkie Pie tendencies. It's true. I have that enthusiasm. When I love something, that is how I am. <laughs> Hence our podcast. It's true. Yeah. Well, there's something far more important than any of this stuff we've talked about. All oh, of no. this is just leading up to this moment. Oh, okay. Which is, mm-hmm. who is your favorite rando pony? Ah, oh, geez. Of the season. Throw out some of some of your honorable mentions here. I think Jerry the Beekeeper Dash Mailman is my honorable mention. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I completely forget that. I'm going to throw him as an honorable mention as well. He's very good. He's very good. And such a good moment. There were a lot of just, I mean, generic randos that we had to go with this season because they were like the only ones there. Yeah, we, we got into some places where we didn't have very many. I do love acrylic paint from Pinky Pride. He's uh, the art vendor and I love a punny name. I, he's cute. I, I can't get over it. It's great. But my favorite is Foxy Trot. <laughs> for whom the sweetie bell toils she's a unicorn with a fro it's great and amazing and a dancer and a dancer with like like it's it's foxytrot my honorable mention has to go to the Mad Men ponies ah oh, cuss I forgot they were there uh, Joan Palmaway Joan Palmaway Roger Silvermane Business Savvy mm-hmm. and uh, Pegasus Olsen yep which Pegasus Olsen is not a Pegasus <laughs> that was a missed opportunity whatever it's, yeah. they're adorable. They are adorable. They're so they're an perfect. Amaz- they're an amazing set. I'm so pleased to have that happen. But and I yes, went. I know there are more really cool random ponies coming. But I went with Foxy Trot. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, great. Five, six, seven, eight. Ba-bam! Thank you, Whitney, for being on that episode and knowing right away that Foxy Trot was our choice. Like, that's what it's going to be. I didn't even know this was a thing, but that's the one I pick. She is Fabulous mm-hmm. and awesome. As is Sapphire Shores. It's true. Sapphire Shores is amazing, yeah. but not a rando pony. No, not that she's named pony. It can't mm-hmm. be. That fro. That fro just no. got me from the first I second I it's saw amazing. it. Yeah, it's just it's too, it's the best. I think we both, like, finally we were looking around and we were like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's the best. <laughs> it, really, it really is. I mean, right. I think the size is a little bit big because it takes away from her horn, but it's still amazing. Yep. She needs a headband so that we can emphasize the fact that she has a unicorn. I know. That's I know. it. That's my only critique. But Thank you know you. what? Thank she's you, MLP, still... for fixing that for me. She's still amazing. She is. So, season four is done. We finished. Yay. Which means one thing. It is time for our next Patreon release of Equestria Girls Rainbow Rocks. Oh, 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 oh. Used to fight with each other. Whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, okay, I oh, promise oh. we are not going to sing the songs. I promise. No, they... we'll we'll let the we let the actual people do that. I love Rainbow Rocks so much. <laughs> Whenever we watch it, I sing those songs for days. They're good fucking songs. They are the best songs that they have up to this point. I've seen most of the Equestria Girls at this point. They are the best songs they've written for this franchise. They're like, so good. I think so. I feel I feel that way. Yeah, that's fair. It is so good. I love it from beginning to end. It is a great little movie. I, I, I love it. So, yeah. So, we are doing the Equestria Girls as Patreon-only content, and we are doing them in the order that they were released with the main series. So, if you have been holding out a little bit, 
and we're waiting for us to get to a point where we were going to release more. This is actually not a bad time because starting with season five, they start doing all the minis, which means we will be releasing more Equestria Girls coverage on our Patreon once we start up with season five. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple start like right after I believe it's episode 12 of season five. It might be 13. I have, I have a spreadsheet. Of all the release dates. <laughs> I'm going with release dates. That's that's how we've decided to do this, because it's the easiest thing that doesn't move. Oh, brother. Yeah, and we're going to start our season five coverage of My Little Pony the first week in February. Ooh. We are hoof deep in Oscars coverage for our Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What podcast, so we're going to take a little bit of time off of this one to focus on that so that we don't lose our mind. And yeah, so we're doing that. And if you become a Patreon... At the $2 and up level, you get all of our Equestria Girls coverage. You also get our exclusive Patreon-only series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. With the it. Chilling Adventures of the Doghouse. Yes. So if you're at all interested in that, that you get as well as part of your $2 and up month pledge. And who knows what other random content we're just going to throw in there just because we feel like we have to. Yeah. And if you become Patreon at the $5 a month and up level, you get to pick a movie for us to review and release. We've got one $5 Patreon. We're about to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, does, it can be something we've seen before, but we're just going to, we're going to review it and roll with it. Yeah. So until next time. Bye, every pony. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.